Yeah, I've gotten some some conversation with females that apparently the the women urinal is a possibility. I don't want to get into in detail, but I think <laughs> we need to look into that. <laughs> like there's there's no reason we got to be sitting on like we can figure uh, this out, but just stand over it. I don't know. I don't get why it can't happen. What up? Welcome to Better Coverage. Hold up. Wait a minute. I was uh, sucked into the Aaron Hernandez documentary. It already started? Yeah. I think it came out what? yesterday. Brian, yeah, Where Brian have I been? Oh, you're going to be all in. Oh, yeah. I know that. I was already it's, all in. Yeah, but... From like a 60-second trailer. Yeah, but you don't know how it's going to be. It's 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 solid. It's got everything you want. Yeah, it's going to be super dark and... Yeah, I mean, doesn't have everything you want in humanity, but it has everything oh, you yeah. want from a, from a documentary perspective. Right. I, I just need to know, you know, kind of what went down. Yeah, I... Uh, that's uh, that's disappointing. I thought you would be already caught up, already have seen all of them, but oh. this will it'll still you'll can't, still get can't ruin mean. it for people anyway. No, this isn't this isn't a ruining thing. Yeah, it's right, just right. Uh, they they do that thing where they show a bunch of fans like right after he got arrested who are just like I don't care if he did, yeah. I'm still behind Hernandez. I'm like, yeah. are you serious? You don't care what don't, he did? You don't care if he murdered someone? <laughs> right. He literally <laughs> murdered someone. Like, there's numerous scenes where they just, like, they don't even just show it. It's just like, I think the documentary humans, directors are like, yeah, we got to show these people. Oh, yeah. They're like, just this is, the, 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 yeah, this is just good entertainment. Right. And the people that show, it's it's great. They're just like, yeah, I already know so what they for the community. I, he uh, didn't do it. I know he didn't do it. You know, he didn't do it. You don't know anything. It's uh, it, yeah, but it, it's all around all around a solid doc. And you got anything, anything to kick this off or just get into it? No, let's get into it. Cool. Just welcome back. This is a better coverage. That's Smarter Picks 2 on the line. This is top tier picks. Uh, we're back after a wild wildcard weekend and then an even wilder divisional round weekend wouldn't you say oh yeah definitely there's some crazy games and like I i feel like they started to outdo each other almost to an extent like between uh upsets and comebacks just absolutely nuts yeah, so I think I'll just get into the rapid fire, true, false, and then right into the recap because these all. I think we need to talk through everything, and then like we can we can figure out what topics we want to stick on because it's so crazy. True, false. You and I, me, Matthew, and you, Theo, running full speed, could tackle Derrick Henry who's standing still. False. You think? No chance. Yeah. I mean. It- Especially if he gets to just stiff arm us in the face. No way. I, especially like they just show pictures of him next to people who I know are massive human beings and he looks like a giant. He's just so big. I agree with that. Texans should have fired Bill Bryan after the third quarter. Just right there, right on the spot. True. I texted you that. <laughs> that's why I put it there. So I figure that's a that's oh, a, yeah. not that good of a true false. But I just more wanted to, to – sh- Tell everyone what, what we're thinking during yeah, the game. Get rid of him. 
Uh, 800 to one bet on the national championship for no touchdowns in the game was worth a bet for me. Um, true. At 800 to one, it, it, there's not too much risk there, right? Like you're basically, right. you know, you're not going to see 800 national championships in your lifetime. So sure. Why not? Do you watch, do you watch the office? I don't know if you do. Um, I've, I've seen majority there's a line where Kevin, the bigger guy in the show, I think he says yeah. something like someone offered him like, <laughs> like maybe it was like 500 to one. He was like, you always take 500 to one odds. no matter what. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking when I took it. I was like 800 to one. I'll take that. Anyway. Okay. Last one. The Astros got a fair punishment for stealing signs. False. I'd say false too. I would say that uh, the, like the people, it, they, they, they punish the wrong people. It doesn't affect them at all. You know? It does to an extent. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, but um, for a couple different reasons. Um, so, yes, I agree. Like, they did the right thing to an extent, but they should have done so much more in addition. Like, the suspension, great, blah, blah, blah. Where is any mention of a player in this who were 100% involved? Right. That's what. The, that's what I'm saying, that, like, it doesn't affect any players. It won't affect them for the I mean, next. My point, I think the same that your thought is, I, I think they did what they thought would look good to everyone. But what it said to me is the MLB doesn't really care. Yeah, it, it's that plus like, I, I'm just at the point of like comparing like all these different situations together and like obviously mm-hmm. being a sports betting podcast, uh, coming to the defense of people like Pete Rose, who are not in the Hall of Fame for betting on his own team. For your team, right. These guys legitimately cheated. Right. But it, I guess it's it gets, so much worse. Yeah, it gets to the, it, it, the the question becomes, where do you draw the line? But that, the line's been crossed. I, I agree, have, but. The line's clearly been crossed there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing is super messed up. Uh, yeah. They did the right thing in letting these guys go and stuff like that. But yeah, not enough. All right. I'm on board, but let's, let's get into some football. Let's get into divisional round highlights. Cue the music. Titans completely dominate from start to finish and win 28 to 12 in a game that you were just waiting the whole time for the Ravens to come back. And they never did. Theo, did you live that at all? Or did you stay away? Uh, I did not. Thankfully. Lamar threw a pick. That bounced off Mark Andrews' hands in the first quarter, and Tennessee never looked back. Titans stopped the Ravens on fourth down four times. Jonu Smith and Raymond made ridiculous touchdown catches. Tannehill was throwing dimes when he needed to. He only had 88 yards passing because Derrick Henry ran for a franchise record 195 yards and had a touchdown pass. The man is an absolute beast. How about that touchdown pass? What a great play. What a great call. This is a great game. This is awesome. And do you agree with this? Lomar looked defeated and childish the entire game. Yeah, I agree. When you when you hear all those comments of like, you know, reactions to a loss, like maybe our team right. needed this to, you know, kind of kind of feel that bit of defeat and the bit of like comeback sensation and stuff. They didn't have it all season, and they were faced with it for the first time. Chiefs win 51-31 in one of the strangest games we've ever seen, with special teams having a massive impact. Watson threw a 53-yard touchdown pass to Kenny Stills on blown coverage early in the first. Then Kelsey dropped a wide-open pass. 
And then the next play, the Texans blocked a punt, scooped it for a score, and the Chiefs also fumbled on a punt on their own five-yard line. The Texans took a 24-0 lead, and then Kansas City scored not 30, not 40, but 41 straight, mainly sparked by Nicole Hardman's kick return, and Bill O'Brien helping them out by calling a fake punt on fourth and one. That's, that's not smart, a, is it? What a psychopath. Uh, yeah, it, on their own side of the field. like yeah. Ridiculous. Texans also fumbled a kickoff on their own 20, and as I hinted at, everyone on special teams on both teams seemed drunk. The Texans also decided to stop guarding Travis, Travis Kelsey, which proved to be a poor decision. Mahomes and the entire Kansas City offense looked unstoppable from midway through the second quarter on, including a ridiculous toe drag Mahomes did to stay behind the line of scrimmage. Game overall was just insane. Let's go to the 49ers. They went up 7-0 on a perfect drive, and Cousins connected with Diggs on a 40-yard touchdown pass. 49ers then marched down the field again to make it a 14-7. Looked like they were going to blow out the Vikings, but then Minnesota picked off Jimmy G late in the second. Closed the gap to 14-10, giving them some hope. And then I think the five days of rest clearly was an issue as they got absolutely crushed in the second half. Cousins was under pressure the entire game. Jimmy G made big plays when he needed to. Vikings fumbled a, a crucial punt, and then 49ers running backs and offensive line completely dominated. Finally, the, the Packers. The Packers dominated basically from start to finish. Won 28-23 due in large part to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams having huge games. Russell Wilson did all he could to orchestrate a comeback, but the issues on defense and injuries they had on both sides of the ball throughout the season proved to be too much for him to overcome. Anything else to add? No, I don't think so. I think throughout the, the whole season, the, where they've been spotting the ball has not made sense. I don't, I don't really agree with it. Granted, it did look like Graham could have been like on top of the, on top of the defender, but still, I was like, that, that's where you're spotting it? It's super shady, and like the thing for me is, okay, so we, we talked about these black jacket refs and stuff like that. Like, why is not one of these guys sitting behind a TV seeing exactly what we see and just looking at it again? I mean, I've, I've already said this before, but we have goal line technology in soccer where you see exactly when the ball crosses the line. How much could it cost to have that on every single like yard marker and something in the football so you know exactly where it's at, right? Totally agree. I think they just want, I don't know, maybe they just want these refs. These refs are just not good. Let's, let's become refs. I, I think we could do it. Maybe they don't want us in there. That would be like the worst job of all time. Why? You just get yelled at. Nobody's ever like, all right, ref! Woo! Let's yeah. go, refs! <laughs> yeah, but you'd be a good ref. You'd be cool with the players. Everyone would love you. You wouldn't be like these guys. You'd be like the black jacket guys, but even higher above. And then uh, once you made your name for the game, you'd, you'd get on the field. Everyone would love you. I doubt it. You, Maybe. You, you really only get recognition if you're, like, super jacked. Or you, like, That's s- true. Or you run a 40, like, super quick. Right. If you don't hear about the ref, he's... Otherwise, you're nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. All right. Anyway, record-wise, how'd you do? Me, personally, I did the flip-flop of last week, where last week in wildcard, I did really good the first day and then uh, didn't do any good the second day. I did the opposite on a divisional round. I think I went winless the first day, and I swept the second day. made some money because I had Packers first half. I had Packers full game and the spread. Uh, that Kansas City first half was uh, not ideal, but you can't really cap people dropping kickoffs, fumbling, dropping passes. So 
I got that over. I got Kansas City ended up covering, and then I, I hit them live a bunch of times. I did the exact same thing. I went 0 for 4 in the first two games and 4 and 0 in the second two games. Uh, so just complete split. Nice. Uh, the theater theories went two and two. Was a little Dude. scary after yeah. uh, the the first day, but as we yeah. said, if you're going to do it, idiot. You're, right? You got to turn your phone off. If you uh, if you go if you if you're doing something like that, like we said, you you just put it put it on all four games. You can't pick and choose, otherwise you'll you're going to lose some money probably. You got a theory this week? After evaluating millions of pieces of data in the blink of an eye, the Gambletron 2000 says the winner is. Cincinnati by 200 points. Uh, unofficial theory. And okay. the, reason, the reason being is it's just a very small sample size. Uh, okay. just, just given the teams are getting condensed round after round, um, there's mm-hmm. just not that much to go off of. Uh, but some of the things that I saw – um, as far as against the spread over unders, it's almost 50 50 across the board for the past 10 years. Um, I think the uh, notables that I found when just kind of diving through all the different data points and stuff like that is um, there's only been three spreads 7.5 or higher in the past 10 threes. In the past 10 threes. The Ten threes. I was like, "What kind yeah. of what are it was this Matrix? What are we doing I, here?" I was about to say zero oh, and three in ten years at the same time, <laughs> yeah. and it just yeah. turned into two threes. threes. Yeah, you're talking um, about a cop right now. Are you a cop? <laughs> you a cop man? Um, so yeah, there's been three spreads, seven point five or higher, in the past ten years, and all three of them have gone as a loss against the spread. So it's zero oh, and three. Um, in the past 10 years, there's oh, a loss, loss for the, the favor, favorite. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So nobody has covered that large of a spread. In the so I saw years. a, so I saw a stat that was underdogs of a touchdown or more have gone nine and two against the spread in conference championships or later, meaning this round or the Super Bowl. but that, that must mean it, it goes way back. So probably yeah. still some, probably still small sample size. Yeah, definitely small sample size. And, um, it, it, that kind of aligns to um, the next piece that I found here was in the past 10 years, there's only been five favorites, regardless of what the line was, that have mm-hmm. won by a margin of more than 7.5, so eight points or more, and 11 that haven't. So what you're saying is these games are usually close. They're typically close. Um, if, if they're not, there's just as good of a chance for the dog to cover by more than seven and a half points. Um, even if, you know, they're a dog of three or four and um, actually digging through the data, I, I saw some pretty crazy stuff in there. Um, so there were dogs that won by 31, 15, six, three, two. Um, so it all goes to say like the um, preference is definitely towards taking the points for me for sure got it and then um a, a couple of additional insights as far as um teasers go um if you do tease the favorites and the unders those have performed particularly well um so teasing the favorites six points um so really just giving the favorite six points would have gone 14-3-1, 82.4% against the spread. 
um, in the under, if you um, were to add six points, has gone 12, five and one, 70.6%. Let's get into Red Zone Rant. What do you got? You know what really grinds my gears? Um, Red Zone Rant. I, my rant is a lack of snowplows in Seattle. <laughs> it, it is ridiculous. It, it's not like this big surprise, like, holy shit, right. there's no. Like the mountains are like relatively close. I've been here now for two winters. It has snowed both times. Not like a super significant amount, but how, how do you not have like plows and salt? Like it, it's a very hilly city, which can cause like some very severe situations. If you can imagine- Someone plows like, to go down, yeah. A super steep hill and somebody just like sliding down it. Um, but also the way that people react to you snow here is yep. just absolutely hilarious. Um, so they proactively cancel school, which I think is hilarious. So like school has been canceled for like multiple days um, and I, I'm yet to see snow stick, which is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> so they more or less the, like- The measure, the measurement stick? Yeah, th- like, no, like the snow sticking to the ground. Um, oh, but I, I think yeah, it's so, a snow stick. <laughs> no, it hasn't even met the stick yet. Um, but people act like there's like this huge like snow apocalypse, you know, um, and I actually overheard somebody um, get a phone call and uh, they basically were like, hey, I got to get out of here. Um, I guess it just dumped two inches of snow. And I was like, is that a lot? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dump, yeah. Dumped it's is hilarious. a heavy word for, for the, two inches. Yeah. And then same situation. Somebody else was like, yeah, I got to go uh, pick up my kids. The school just called. They're canceling or they're closing the school. I was like, this, what? These, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of trust in these weathermen like, here. Yeah. Weathermen. Okay. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy that day off. I got banter specifically in men's bathrooms at like sports or concerts. There's like a checklist of like three or four things that someone has to say if there's a long line. Uh, first of all, they walk up and they're like, lines longer than the women's. What are we doing? Oh God. Yeah. You know that one. And then they, they get in line. Once they get there, they're waiting. They're about two people behind the urinals and they're like, shake more than twice. And I'm calling the cops, you know, that line. Yeah. Always. And then they, they start peeing and who knows what they're saying to you at that point. It's just get some original jokes, like come up with something new. I don't know what the joke is or just don't say anything. Just, just go to the bathroom and get back to your game. But the, every time I go to the bathroom now, I'm like, I got I got to hear this. I'm going to hear it again. And when I see the long line, someone's definitely looking at the women's bathroom is going to make some remark about how, how the line is longer. So true. So true. What are your opinions on troughs? Troughs? I'm yeah. pro, I'm pro trough. Your PT. Yeah. PT baby. Cause yeah. like at the, I mean, at the end of the day, you're just, trying to pee and get out of there and like it's the most efficient system yeah i've gotten some some conversation with females that apparently the the women urinal is a possibility i don't want to get into in detail but i think (laughs) you need to look into that (laughs) there's there's no reason we got to be sitting out like we can figure Uh, this out but just stand over it i don't know i don't get why it can't happen uh my other red zone rant is college targeting we just uh, i knew i knew that one was coming like you can't just kick players. I get that we're trying to make it safer because it's such an insane game, but there has to be like a, a tier, a level of, 
a tier system of how egregious was it? Clearly in the Clemson LSU game, the guy was not trying to injure the guy. It was just right. like right. heat of the moment. He, he lowered his head. Exactly. Yeah. And he got kicked out of the game. It's, I don't know. Do you know how frustrating that would be if you kicked out of a national championship? Yeah. It's, especially if you're like kid, senior year, like obviously first time national championship. And it's like, fuck you, kid, go home. Right. Get out of here. Like, sorry, your career is over. That's it. Go to the locker room, watch the game. I always wonder yeah, if they watch the that, game or what that they That would do. suck. I, I always um, envision Mighty Ducks, like being in Just the locker in, room. In general? Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm blanking. Um, Banks, wasn't his name? Yeah, Banks. When he's, when he's uh, in the locker room, I always envision that. His wrists, man. It's his probably identical. So hurt. His wrist was really hurt. All right, soon to be sponsor. Who do you got? Um, so I got uh, Ninja Air Fryer. What is it? Ninja oh, Air Fryer. Air fryer. Dude, oh, you're getting I, the air frying now. How did I not get on this sooner? It is. You just throw shit in there, and those things always scare me. I like they're going to explode at some point. So, so that was like my mentality at first too. Like a super like cautious, just like constant monitor, like check in, see what's going on in there. Yeah. Um, but it's totally fine. Like no issue whatsoever. You just throw anything in there, chicken wings, burgers, whatever you want. You can throw burgers in there? Yeah, you can do anything. Well, what do they, what, oh, I don't know about anything. What do they come out? The burgers. So it's like, what do you fried? mean? Like what are they, what are they? I mean, I it know. cooks. What do they look like? It cooks just like any other burger. Oh, man. Do you put, pro- like, what do you yeah, put you in gotta there? You got to get is one there, of these. Is there oil? What, do you, what, what, what is cooking it? Just the, the temperature? Um, you, you could, but you don't have to. Got it. So what have you been cooking? Just, just wings and burgers? I, wings, burgers, grilled chicken. Just always throwing grilled chicken in there. All right. I'm, I, I still have my hesitations. Something's going to be solved. Something's going to come out in later years about health issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These air fryers are designed for children. <laughs> Killing people at an insane rate. I've All been right. eating grilled cheese out of the air fryer <laughs> since I've been three. It's got two heads. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I got one that I, I'm curious if you're on board with it. If you're not, you need to be. I got locked up abroad. What? Locked up abroad? You don't know it? Go on. Oh my goodness. It's basically every episode highlights someone who for the majority, 95% of the time, goes to a foreign country, starts selling drugs or doing drugs or doing something involved with drugs. Um and about the first half hour of the episode, you are like loving this person. They're having a great time. They're selling drugs. They look like cool people. And you're just like, God, I hope this one time the next half hour doesn't happen. But it always does. They eventually get caught either at the airport or at their place. And then they get locked up abroad. They go to prison and they tell how terrible it is at whatever specific prison they're at. And Aren't it's they- basically like a true crime series similar to 48 hours except instead of killing people they are dealing drugs and then they they go to prison are they trying to get caught 
No, 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 no. They're not trying to get caught. They are just. Well, I mean, they're like filming themselves being international drug smugglers. Reenactments. They're they're interviewing them and then they have actors. The actors are the best. Some of the actors, some of the actors look, they clearly pick them just because they look like the people, but a lot of times they're not the best actors. Um, so it's funny to watch that in general, but you would, you would be all about this show. I do just, they, I just go ahead. Do they have the people that, um, like want to hide their identity and like mask their yep. voice and like, uh, they have face? people, not, not like the stars of it, but they'll have people who are like associated with it. Okay. Um, be, be parts of that. So I, I, you should definitely, I, I can do it. Out. Yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's very funny that like when they these people talk about being in prison how quickly like five years passed they're like yeah i was in prison and then like two years later i'm like two years later like you're just gonna talk about like blow by that like it wasn't two years in prison anyway you would you would you would enjoy it should we get into it let's do it tag team back again check it directed let's begin well how you feeling conference championship uh i'm feeling great I'm feeling great too, which worries me. Seems uh they seem a little too obvious, but we'll see. Titans plus seven and a half versus the Chiefs. Total here is fifty-two and a half. Let's see. The Titans just took down Brady as five point dogs. Then they took down Lamar Jackson as ten point dogs. Now they're facing Mahomes as seven point five point dogs. Um for me, this all comes down to Henry. Henry had 138 rushing yards after contact against the sixth ranked rushing defense in the Patriots. And then what does he do against the Ravens? Has 195 rushing yards. No one wants to tackle this guy. I feel like we've been talking about this for for a while now. It's like it's later in the season. These guys are beat up, and Henry's just an absolute beast. Yeah. Looking back at their their Week 10 matchup, the Titans won at home 35-32. The Titans were down late, and Tannehill threw a 23-yard touchdown pass to Humphreys with 23 seconds left. Um, what I took out of that, just re- re-watching the highlights, is that the Titans really didn't use Henry till the second half. And then once they started just feeding him and pumping him the ball, it just it, they couldn't stop him. He had a 68-yard touchdown run, another uh, a number of big runs. He ended up with 188 total rushing yards. But then on the other side, Mahomes also had a, a ridiculous game, insane plays per usual. He had like two jump passes that he was getting sacked and completed for like 30 40 yards he went for 446 yards and three touchdowns but like I said like when I look at this it's like of all the things that I can trust out of any of these teams what can I trust the most and I feel like it's Henry the the only argument against the Titans that I've seen is people being like he can't do it again I'm like why not like they're just gonna abuse this guy and maybe next year it's gonna affect him but this guy is He's ready to go. The Titans are 8-0 when Henry rushes for 100-plus yards. And then the other main thing is that the Chiefs have struggled to defend the run. They're 28th in yards per carry allowed, 26th in uh, yards per game allowed. And uh, the Titans do allow the seventh most yards to tight end, so Kelsey should have another big game. Um, but overall, it just seems like 7.5 is, is a lot. I think I just saw it drop down to 7 with with something that trustworthy as Henry, I, oh, wow. I can't imagine. I can't imagine not betting on the Titans. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I'm gonna take the Titans. I already have at seven and a half. Um, completely agree with you as far as Derrick Henry just kind of being the key here. And it's it's been funny as I've been um, speaking with people over the past couple of weeks. I I just keep hearing like the same type of comment, like "Oh, Derrick Henry's a beast." Like, 
Where did this come from? He's been doing it all year. The Titans were third in rushing yards all season. It just happened to be overshadowed by the fact that Lamar was just being absurd from a rushing perspective, putting up like 200 plus a game. Um, So in any other season, he would have been like a major story the entire time. It just happened to be overshadowed because of that. But this is nothing new for him per se. Um, But as far as the Chiefs, they obviously showed that they're susceptible, susceptible to susceptible. giving up. <laughs> susceptible, susceptible. Yeah. Um, to giving up some big points. Um, they gave up twenty-one in the first quarter, and obviously they came back, and that was insane. Um, and even even those twenty-one, uh, yes, that they were, they had the the blocked fumble, but like there blocked fumble, the the blocked punt, but there were just during that first half, I remember watching it being like, the Chiefs cannot stop them. It was just these chunk six, seven yard runs every time. And that was with Carlos Hyde. Now they got, now they got Derrick Henry to face. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So definitely. And, and it sounds like you said it already shifted to seven. If it, if it does by some miracle shift to eight, I'm going to tease it as well with the under. Yeah. With the under. So I, I went, I went back and forth. The, the over has gone, the total has gone over in Titans last uh, nine of the last 12 games, but the under has hit in the last two for the Titans specifically, obviously in these playoffs, it, it feels like if I'm betting the over, it's almost hedging for me. Cause it's like, if the right. Titans win right. this game or cover, it's probably going to go under. Um, if the, the, the chiefs win, it's probably going to go over. So my worry is there. My worry there is like, do I want to go all in? on this uh i'm not really sure that the the chiefs do score less points at home the under is 36 and 22 at home for for andy reed um but overall like it, i don't know is this too obvious is this too obvious to pick i i, I don't know let me see the the money's 56 percent on tennessee which i usually don't like for a uh an underdog getting i don't know not that much i guess 56 isn't isn't too bad but um, everything did go right. Like everything did go right for the Titans the last two games. Uh, rewatching the highlights of that Ravens game, like even the, in the first quarter, if if Mark Andrews catches that ball, we we might have a complete different ball game. It was zero yeah. zero. I remember being like, "Shit, they are not shit." Because like I was like, I think I had the Ravens tease. I was like, "The Ravens are about to crush." Then after that, it was it was nonstop. But you still can't ignore the fact that along with Henry, when Tannehill has to throw it, he's been been pretty money. Totally agree with you. Anything else on this one? No, that's it. Cool. Well, why don't you why don't you start Packers? I I, I want Packers? I, I'm curious. Yeah, Packers seven and a half versus 49ers totally is forty five. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Packers plus seven point five. Um so even um I mean we've kind of been talking about this week to week like there hasn't been much talk about the Packers, all this stuff. Um, even Aaron Rodgers in one of his press conferences after the game said something to the extent, paraphrasing here, but he basically said it hasn't always exactly been pretty or what's expected from us in terms of like how they win games or score. But the bottom line is they're winning games. And to give Aaron Rodgers any scenario where he's getting two scores is quite a bit especially in a playoff spot where he is obviously more experienced than pretty much 
he is more experienced than everybody on the, on the field. Um, so to give him that opportunity plus in opportunity to always have a backdoor cover, like how many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers come back in historic fashion, especially even if the, if the 49ers do get ahead and start stupidly doing some sort of prevent defense and stuff like that. Um, it, it's just hard not to imagine Aaron Rodgers not taking advantage of that. Um, all that goes to say, like, the 49ers have been great. Like, they, they look great on all sides of the ball. Um, I, I think even if you do do a stat comparison between these two teams, it sounds pretty crazy, but most of, most of the statistics are pretty close for the most part outside of turnovers. And a lot of that is the 49ers generating uh, interceptions on defense. And Aaron Rodgers is not going to do that. He's not a candidate to throw picks. Like, it barely ever happens. Um, so I, I, I do think that um, 49ers have looked solid. But to give Aaron Rodgers seven and a half points in a playoff game, I don't care if he's on the road or not. Um, I, I'm going to take that all day. Yeah, it, it is. I know it's not – it doesn't mean – it means something at least to just mention what happened in, in week 12 Packers faced the 49ers. They lost 37 to eight rewatching that Rogers really had no shot from the start. You talk about turnovers. I think, I think he fumbled the ball a few times. He was sacked nine times total only had 81 yards passing. Kittle had himself 120 yard, 29 receiving yards. The more I looked into it, uh, but also Devonta Adams had 43 yards. So they're able to shut him down. But the more I looked into it, these teams that get like blown out, in like games in the regular season. I, I think I mentioned this last, last podcast. They seem to actually come back in the, yeah. the second yeah. game, whether it's like a revenge thing or they're able to learn more. Maybe the, the first team's trying to do the exact same thing they did. And the, and the, the team that lost makes adjustment adjustments, what, whatever it's, whatever it is. Um, I initially leaned the 49ers. They're fully healthy on defense. They, uh, their defense allowed 19.4 points in the first 12 games compared to 32 in the final four weeks. That was mainly due to injuries. I said if D Ford and Quan Alexander came back, uh, they would be huge. And they were, were pressuring cousins the entire game in eight games when D Ford and Quan Alexander were in the game, 49ers only allowed 12 points per game and they were eight, no straight up and six and two against the spread. Having said all that, it's like, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the, the Packers learned from the first game. Rodgers is 53 and 30 against the spread at home versus 45 and 42 away, which made me think, hey, that's probably a reason about the 49ers. But 45 and 42 is still a winning record last time I checked. Um, Packers rush defense gave up 4.7 yards per carry, which is 26 in the league. So the worry is that San Francisco will not need to rely on Jimmy G and they'll rely on their – their three-headed uh, running back core. So I don't know. I, I went back and forth, but what it all came down to for me, which is similar to what you said, is like regardless of what you're saying with all these stats, giving Aaron Rodgers seven and a half points in a winner-take-all game at night in the fucking conference championship is I – don't, I don't know if that's something I want to go against. Yeah. Suicide mission. Yep. I, I think I'll bet the under though. The over is only hit in two. The only the over is only hit in uh, only the over has only hit two times in Green Bay's last nine games, and this this is more of a field play to me. 
it's like where the Titans Chiefs, I could just see that going either way. It could be under, it could just be a, a massive shootout. This one seems like points are just going to be such a big thing. I, I don't know why. It just, it just, it does not have a feel like a shootout to me. And 45 just seems like a lot. So I'll definitely be on the under there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to think a little bit more on the spread, but, but right now I think Packers seven and a half seems like, seems like the right side. Anything else? Keep this short and sweet. Short and sweet. Getting towards the end. We only have two games. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped. It's already disappointing. I know we got the Super Bowl though. Those props are going to be fun. And then, uh, live wagering has been has been just great recently. Everyone should should think about it. even like this game. This might be a great game. 49ers Packers. Either way, I think like whoever goes up early, you're obviously going to be, be able to get good oh, yeah. money on the other side. So yeah. this one I'll be looking at where whereas the Titans Chiefs. I, I have a feeling like we're going to know pretty quickly how that game's going to go. But Packers 49ers seems like it's going to be back and forth. Right on. Cool. <laughs> Any parting words? That's it. That's all I got. Talk to you later. Later. Peace.